Welcome to Product-Led Growth Leaders, where we learn about the bold path of building digital products that sell themselves. Let's listen to product leaders who can give us a glimpse into the innovative thinking process. Showcasing and celebrating these awesome folks, I'm your host, UX and product design veteran, Thomas Watkins. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Product-Led Growth Leaders. This episode, we have Ryan Weiss, and Ryan Weiss is working on a lot of interesting stuff about organizational alignment. I'm going to let him talk about it. Um, so, um, so yeah, so this, uh, this topic today, we want to get to, as usual, we want to get into the strategy and the vision and how all of this stuff comes together. So, Ryan, uh, thank, glad to have you with us. Hey, thank you for having me on, Thomas. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to uh, chat with you today. Awesome. Yeah. Like, likewise. Likewise. Let's uh, dive right in by um, just give us an overview of what it is that uh, you and your team are working on. Yeah. So I am super passionate about the intersection of people and process. And what I mean by that is that uh, a lot of times process people kind of say, I'm going to solve the world's problems through process. And a lot of times we've got sort of this other camp, which is, you know what, if we just hire the right people into the right seats, great things are going to happen. And the reality of life is the great people without process get frustrated. They quit. They stop buying from you. They stop wanting to work with you. Great people without great processes, they get frustrated. The corollary to that is that great processes without great people gets wasted and ultimately doesn't get, get, doesn't get acted on. So it's really about the intersection of people and process. So we've developed a team a system and a software technology platform that enables all of that. Nice. Now, so and you have a SaaS product, of course, that, that, that that's, that's what it's based on. So can you share a little bit about the vision behind your current SaaS product and basically, you know, and, and also some of the biggest challenges that you've faced realizing that vision? Oh, geez, that's a good, good question. <laughs> so um, so the, the vision is this, we want to impact the world through the alignment of people and process. And uh, and sometimes, you know, people get wonky about process or they, you know, not everybody loves process, all these things, but, um, but impacting the world through process means that we have to take into consideration the people who are doing those processes in organizations from manufacturing to services, to construction, to what, whatever that may be. So we wanna in- impact the world through process. That is our vision. Some of the nice. challenges, boy, um, I'll give you a couple of them. One, the at the beginning, I didn't really know that I had a SaaS product. I had built this entire thing on whiteboards, PowerPoints, and Excel spreadsheets. And then I had a client that came along and we did like 38 times. We did the same thing over and over again. And I'm like, we can systematize this, right? This could be something people can do. Uh, they're seeing this much value in what we're doing that uh, we can make this. So, so going down this journey of taking the thoughts I had in my brain, the thoughts I had in my head, say, how do we gonna? How are we going to systematize this in a way that people could sign up for it, people could start using it, and make sure that they see the value out of it and get the value out of it. Because yeah, lots of software turns into Frankenstein, right? Like it's uh, right. It's, there's a lot of stuff going on, but 
so 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 you've got this stuff that you know about and you realize that this kind of you can kind of bring a formula to it and put it into code and so and then so when you got started and you started scaling were there hurdles there that you came across along the way with with scaling it from one level to another oh geez yeah we're still going through some of those <laughs> uh, yeah absolutely i think um we recently we recently relaunched version 2.0 of it uh, or just recently launched version 2.0 so recently relaunched but it's version 2.0 and a lot of that came about from the initial stuff we did was like a concept. It was a beta test. It was a, you know, can we really make this work? Will people buy it? Those type of things. And then we got to that next level of we're like, oh, people are actually buying this. People are doing this now. How do we how do we take this to the next step right. and simplify it and streamline it so that it really works the way people are using it? Because one of the first things was we designed it the way we thought people would use it. And then when we really started getting users and use cases on it, then we took that next step of how are people actually using it and how can we facilitate that in a better way? So that's sort of the second iteration was right. really exploring how are people actually using it? How do we streamline it to to do that even better? So, and, so let's, uh, yeah. No, no, go ahead. No, that, 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 that was probably the that's, biggest that's, hurdle we've got. Now, you know, as we get more and more users, there's going to be new hurdles that are coming. Right. But uh, we're, we're going through those one at a time. So Right. So, so that's super interesting because that touches on the kind of customer-centric aspect of things. So you talked about how you're, you know, you start off with the MVP, you have kind of like your best guess, and then you people start using it, and then they use it a little bit differently. And then so you you have to kind of evolve. So how do you ensure that your product design is, aligned to that evolving realization of what your customers need. Yeah. So two, two things. Um, one, I brought in a product manager. Um, I didn't have that much experience with software personally. I, you know, worked in lots of different areas of organizations and led organizations in Asia and the U S but I brought in a product manager to help us take a look at it and do an assessment of um, it, through a different lens. One that I wasn't really looking at it through and then the second thing is that the optic system is all about alignment of people and process. So we actually used our own system to document our own process, which sounds a little bit meta maybe, but but that's what we did. And as we did those two things, it really re, um, revitalized the customer journey and the customer experience of, uh, of someone going through the, uh, the program. Wow. So do you have um, in mind an instance or uh, any kind of like short story where essentially uh, you align, you use that customer feedback to kind of help influence the product development? Yeah. So I think one of the things was, um, especially at the beginning, it, it version one was not designed necessarily to be a SaaS product. It was a minimally viable, like, does this product work, right? And, uh, and so version one, as we were um, evolving it, one of the things I realized was the amount of time it took for somebody to sign up in the system and get and get um, their department set up and get the, you know, all those things that we thought were so important in that journey. Um, you know, our first approach required a lot of setup to start getting value from the product. And, uh, and that was kind of the feedback we started getting was 
yeah, this is cool, you know, but it took us a long time to get it to a place where we really understood it and started using it. So the ability for us to take all of that feedback and say, we're going to reimagine this thing. We're going to re-envision this thing so that literally for someone to sign up, it's a email address, first name, last name, company name, a facilitator code, whoever the facilitator is on our team who's helping them through it. And, you know, so it's four or five pieces of information and they are immediately set up with it with a facilitator, with admin rights, who can a coach who can help them with some of that stuff. But then the, the next thing is we dropped them immediately into creating their first optics. So we started asking questions about purpose, scope, and gaps. What are the, what's the purpose of this optic system? Why are you doing it? What are, what's the scope of what you're trying to accomplish? What are the gaps that you're experiencing today? So those three things are the first thing they get in the system. And when they come into that and they start getting value by just clear clarifying those things, it leads them to the next step. And the department structure, all that stuff can kind of be set up afterwards. And, uh, and so the people can start getting that value right away. And, uh, and really reimagining it that way was a big deal. Um, because if people don't get value right away from something that they're trying, the attention spans are short, right? Very much. That's something we learn in the software world, right? It's, 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 the, it's this world we live in. And it's the, you know, so how do you, in your team, how do you foster a kind of a culture of innovation um, with your team and, and kind of making sure that you're either staying ahead? And, and if you don't currently have some like a huge culture of innovation, because that's hard to achieve, you know, do you, is, is that something on your mind, like having it kind of embedded into the DNA, um, you know, for the people building and designing the product? No, it's a, it's a great question and uh, it's not easy, but I'll tell you what we're doing, all right? <laughs> what, we're, what we've been doing is I have a business process outsourcing team. I used to live in the Philippines for a few years. So we're actually doing some processing of transactions and activities, data analytics, accounting and finance. We're actually doing some of those things in the Philippines for some of our clients. And uh and we also have our software team that developed the software platform and I'm doing consulting. So we got a lot of stuff going on, but the really important thing, a really, really important thing about our BPO team, our business process outsourcing team is that I've pushed and pushed and pushed for two years to make sure that they understand the importance of using the optic system in their everyday life. And, uh, and, and that, that may sound like, well, why are you pushing them to use your system? Why shouldn't it just be natural and easy? They're very focused on, on client delivery. And coming from that culture of client delivery, they've been looking at it through the lens of, well, as long as we're doing what the client wants, then we're good. As long as we're... The reason that I have the BPO team is to partner with our software team to continually refine and make the process better. So... As our team started getting that understanding that I'm not just here to um, to process financial transaction transactions or do some type of data analytics, what I'm here to be is part of an evolution of a platform that enables this vision. As people started embracing that uh, and and understanding that at the ver early versions of the software were a little bit, were hard to use, right? Like it, it, was, it was hard to use. But as they started using it and as they started realizing that they were part of the innovation feedback cycle to our software development team, 
that has just over the past six months has thrown us on a completely new trajectory because our team is now within them innovating and adjusting and improving and aligning. And, and that has really been worth the effort that we've been putting into that. So uh, maybe a little bit of a long story there. No, but, that's great. But, but getting the team, having users and the software development team collaborating very, very closely it has been essential to this. No, that's great. That's really good for the audience to hear stuff like that because it's it's that's really the nuts and bolts to how it all comes together. Um, now, so I'm a fan of the idea of a strategic decision. It's kind of um, like a unit, you know, they talk about it in like Blue Ocean and, and like it's the unit where that's the kind of thing that makes a critical like turn, a critical junction in the in the life of a product. So um, what what kinds of strategic decisions do you have off uh, on the top of your mind that have made a significant impact on your product's uh, success? I mean, and if you and if you don't want to get too specific, you could kind of say like high level the type. Oh, no, no there have been a few of them. I had <laughs> I had to abandon my landing page. I had this landing page with a with a with a P5 rocket on it that I thought was amazing. And uh, but I had to abandon it. And the reason I had to abandon it was very strategic that that landing page was causing additional clicks for people to get to value added. And it was not obvious and intuitive where to go. So I consider that, I mean, in some way, you know, you can always argue whether something's strategic or tactical, but but me abandoning something that I thought was critical as a leader of an organization is <laughs> a, a big deal, right? Like it's like, all right, you know what? I've got to, I've got to submit my personal views to what's best for the customer. So that, that's one is really looking at and abandoning our perceptions to do what's right for the customer. Um, the the second one, and, and this is more about maybe business ownership and business leadership than the software itself, is that I was trying to do too many things for too many people. And I, I described to you there's three things, consulting, software, and business process outsourcing. That's a lot of stuff for a small team to achieve and work on. So I've had to strategically say no to a lot of stuff and help my team focus on what's really important. And uh, and there've been times when that's been really hard to do as an entrepreneur. It's like, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. But saying no to stuff that's not core to where we're going has been really hard, but really important on this journey. So that's a real key topic right there. The, the things that are really uh, immediately important. What kinds of things do you do to balance the short-term demands with those kind of like long-term goals and making sure that you're on track to really make the product what you want it to be? Yeah, drink, drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, um, yeah. It's it's been something as a as a non-software person, right? So my background, you know, I, I used to program in basic and visual basic and things, but but not really heavy duty coding. I was never really a software person in that sense. Um being able to look at the software and push my team to because some of my some of my team members are very program very technical very focused on on those things that you know the, the moment i asked for something it's like how do we technically make that work well that's you know those those are that's where the mindset goes 
being able to create something, a software platform that's streamlined, that creates value, that does what it needs to do without becoming a Frankenstein of, oh, well, it can also do this, it also do that. And there's there's 50 ideas of things that I would love for our software platform to do right now today. Um, but figuring out which of those are part of the real strategic roadmap for the next five years and which of those will add the right value without causing confusion for the, the user, that piece of it is, um, is something that our team is continually refining on the, on the roadmap to, uh, to look at. Here's the key things that five years from now it's going to ha have. And then what are these smaller things that might be distractions or they might be really impactful? And how do we integrate them if we decide that they are going to be impactful? So, so all these questions that, that teams go through, but our strategic roadmap, the optic system that we created for our system to, uh, to bring that clarity and uh, alignment, all of those things just keep coming together and keep getting refined, that plan, do, check, adjust type of a cycle. Nice. And, and, so, and so pulling all of this stuff together that we've talked about, what do you see, Ryan, as sort of the biggest opportunities for innovation in SaaS industry? Then I, I know you're not at your core, core, core a software person, but you know now that you're in this world and we all well, I'm in it, man. <laughs> you're in it. Um, what, what do you see as some of the biggest opportunities? You know, just given some of the future trends and uh, you know the directions of innovation, what are some of the things that bubble to the top of your mind on that? Yeah, look, I think anybody who's not integrating AI in, in machine learning into a roadmap um, is is really missing out. The the pace, the evolution of uh, of those technologies is just is, is mind boggling in some ways. And I think um, things that seemed like they were five years out are already available today. And um, so I think ensuring that we're looking at it through that lens is uh, is critical. I think a second theme that I'll sort of put out there is um, is really user experience in creating value for people. Um, I think if we're if we so if we fall into the trap of using AI to feed the beast, right? Just to just to use it and just to just to do it because um, then we're not actually creating value for humanity and 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 for a sustainable future. Um, so I think figuring out organizations to figure out how to navigate that, how to use AI, how to use technology in a way that enables people to do their jobs better, to have successful careers, to have purpose in life and meaning. Those types of things um, are sometimes lost in that journey of, uh, of technology development. And, uh, and that's why I say we want to impact the world um, through process and, and, when I say that, it's not about the technical stuff. It's about impacting the world, impacting people, impacting um, expectations of people and the lives of people and uh, and making sure we do that. So I think I think balancing those two things is really, really hard, but I think it's important. Awesome. Well, uh, Ryan, where can people go to learn more about you and what you're building? Yeah, so they're welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn, Ryan C. Weiss at um, on LinkedIn. They also can check out our website, epsoptics.com. And, uh, and we'd love to chat with anyone who's interested in, in learning more or 
you know, talking to us about the journey that we're on. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us, Ryan. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, so for, uh, for everyone else, um, uh, thank you for joining us and see you next time on Product-Led Growth Leaders. Thank you for tuning in. Join us next time on Product-Led Growth Leaders. Take care. Thank you.